This week on the Access Louisville podcast, we're talking about another new hotel coming to downtown Louisville. Plus, Louisville has two new rage rooms, and those are exactly what you think they are. And finally, business lunches are trash. Everybody's doing business breakfast these days. Sounds delicious. Stick around. I was just kidding. I love lunch. Thanks for joining us. My name is David Mann, and sitting with me today is Brooke Timmons. Howdy. Marty Finley. Hello. And Haley Cawthon. Hi there. On Access Louisville, we bring you the latest news and sharpest opinions on the city we love, Louisville, Kentucky. But before we do that, I'm going to start this show the way I always do, with a difficult question for our panel. Actually, this one doesn't seem very difficult. We're recording the show a few days before the 4th of July. Uh, Guys, tell me the uh, patriotic activities you have planned for this weekend. Uh, Marty, I'll go to you first. So I have an obvious one and then a subtle patriotic activity. The most subtext, I like that. So the first will be I'll be grilling and drinking beer at some point. During That's obviously very patriotic. Uh, so very patriotic. And then the more subtle thing is that I will be binge-watching the third season of Stranger Things, which debuts, I think, on the 4th of July. Yes, it does. So um, that may not sound very patriotic, but this season's set in a suburban mall in the 1980s, which there's a few things more American than that. Yes, that's the America I remember. That with, like, a jean jacket right there. <laughs> I pretty much do everything with a jean jacket. Yep. How about you, Brooke? I do. I live my life in a jean jacket. But anyway, I will be um, actually binge-watching uh, Madam Secretary. I just started that a couple weeks ago. That's kind of patriotic, kinda right? Kind of patriotic. Um, I might go to a, a barbecue or something like that. Um, and I just finished the John Adams miniseries, so I feel like I'm like all all good on the Ooh. U.S. government. We need more of a life. we got two TV watchers here. Yeah, How about do, you, Ariel? Yeah. My life Take us out of this <laughs> My life isn't much more exciting, but it is outside of the television realm. That's good. That's good. What's so, got? Uh, two of the patriotic things I'm doing. One, I am dressing my dog up in patriotic outfits so that I can post pictures to Instagram. He has more followers than me. He has like a thousand Instagram followers. So <laughs> I'm dressing my dog up in patriotic gear, and I think we're going to go to the fireworks on the riverfront no. because that's something that we've enjoyed in the past. Well, God bless America on both of those. I like, I like both. <laughs> Um, I don't. I don't got anything interesting. Um, I'm probably gonna do what Marty's gonna do and grill out a few times and watch Stranger Things and probably play video games. So, uh, so love those uh, holiday weekends. That's why we're trying to get the show up before we go on the holiday weekend. Um, and uh, um, this week we, I think we have some interesting topics. Uh, one, the hotel thing I mentioned at the top of the show. I thought this was interesting. The uh, another new hotel for downtown Louisville. Uh, this one's going at the site of the old, a- or where Action Loan is currently located. So Marty, uh, you just broke this story yesterday. Tell me about that. Yeah. So this is a story I actually had been hearing about for about two years that Gus Goldsmith was trying to work a deal to get a hotel right. there on the corner. It just came together recently. Martin Carney, who's a local businessman, he's he's buying that. We don't know how much he's paying yet for that uh, property. Uh, but he plans to put a fairly large hotel there. It's about eight stories, 273 rooms. It's going to be a dual-branded hotel. We're seeing more and more of that in cities. Of course, we have the Distilled Moxie that's coming at Whiskey Row mm-hmm. by November. So here's another one just down the street. It will be uh, the Hyatt House and the Hyatt Place 
brand, so both under the Hyatt brand. Yeah. But those are both a little bit more upscale. Um, one is more centered toward business and social spaces, and then Hyatt House is more of a long-term traveler extended stay option. So I don't know the right rates for those yet, but yeah, that was the big news yesterday. We got the renderings. So yet another hotel is going to be taking some space there in downtown Louisville. Yeah, and it seems like you have written about so many hotels in the last few years. Have you taken stock of how many hotels have been proposed downtown in the last couple of years? Yeah, well, not only downtown. Uh, All over majority town. Majority of East them is in downtown, well. but we're seeing some in the East End. We're tracking over two dozen hotels right now. They're either really? in development or under construction. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't count the ones that have already opened. And then if you want to kind of dig a little deeper, there's a lot of hotels that's renovated mm-hmm. so they're they're freshening up their um, products re- rebranding under new flags we're seeing the golf house doing their 80 million dollars mm-hmm. renovation yep. marriott just wrapped a big renovation up downtown so those those bigger properties that they're seeing all these new hotels come around so they want to be fresh as well so there's just a lot of ripple effects with the with the hotel market the yeah and um and we have a pretty good tool uh, i'm just throwing a plug in there just so nonchalantly here we got a pretty good tool for tracking those that's called project watch mm-hmm. which marty works on uh if you go to our website look up project watch uh you'll find some good info on all those projects uh i did want to just ask you in why is there such a boom right now why are s- investors so confident in hotels well, what we've been hearing is there's we have a pretty drastic undersupply. We're getting closer now, but right. compared to other cities, we're lagging behind in not only ho- number of hotel rooms but quality of hotel rooms. Are other you know if other markets are seeing the same kind of boom that we're seeing? We actually have the most active hotel market in the country right now. Is that right? Based on you know, percentage. Yeah, but we have some catching up to do, don't we? Yeah, that's part of it. I mean, all these places have the hotel rooms they need. I mean, you're still seeing like Nashville and Charlotte and other places building hotels too. It's like speaking of Nashville, I saw in our sister paper, the Nashville Business Journal, yesterday there was a dive motel. Yeah. Um, oh my God. So cool. I mean, guys, tell tell, tell me about. It. I didn't read. I just Shay summarized it for me. But <clears throat> so it's an old um, dive dive motel that they've kind of updated somewhat, but it mm-hmm. still has this like great like gritty 70s flair and it's like a one-story type motel yeah one-story motel like outdoor you know the doors um yeah and every room comes equipped with a party switch that will when flipped it activates a disco ball and themed music of your choice what else could you need in a hotel? I'm just asking. Exactly. Shay tweeted this out, and he, he concluded the line, your move, Louisville. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm always quoting funny things that Shay says on this show. I should actually just have Shay on the show to say funny things. Um, but, uh, but yeah, um, I, I can't get th- – that sounds awesome. Um, I, 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 don't, I don't know if we're going to do that or not, but um, – you know, is there any worries, Marty, about uh, a bubble in uh, the way we saw a housing bubble and, and a, uh, you know, a tech bubble mm-hmm. uh, several years ago, a couple de- decades ago? Um, you know, is there worries about a hotel bubble? Has that ever come up for any years? Not yet. I mean, one thing that's helping that is that you see more and more bourbon tourism coming online at the same time, more distilleries, which mm-hmm. is helpful because a lot of tourists doing the bourbon trail and the urban bourbon trail are using those hotels. So um, we're not hearing yet anything. Of course, everything has a bubble at some point, so that yeah. might be down the road. But, you know, it, we're still in that catch-up mode. I think we're getting closer, but uh, and especially once all these things are done because we got the Margaritaville Hotel coming down the street too. Right. So right. we've got still several big properties are coming online. Um, I think we're probably closer, to, without getting off too much on another topic, we're probably closer to apartment bubble 
than we are. That I will agree with. Hotel bubble, but yeah, something to keep an eye on because they keep popping up. So. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It seems like uh, hotel par- uh, hotel projects and apartment projects have been a couple of mainstays for you for the last few years. So, um, switching gears just a little bit. We're going to talk a lot about uh, food this week, apparently. Um, Haley, you just finished up a story on Power Breakfast. I thought this was interesting. I've been on several um, breakfast meetings, just you know, out meeting people uh, for, for my reporting. And uh, I thought you, know, you dived into that subject uh, last week. I thought it was a great story. So tell us a little bit about it. What were, you, uh, what were you going with on that story? So I was actually at a business lunch, <laughs> and yeah. I was talking with Jamie Estes of Estes Public Relations, and she said that her restaurants that she works with has seen a big uptick in Power Breakfast. And so I was just like, I'm going to find out more. I'm going to see if everyone's seeing this trend or why business – folks are trending towards breakfast over a business lunch or a cocktail hour or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually contacted Yelp and got them to create the best power breakfast in Louisville list for me, which is based on um, sit-down seating, mm-hmm. uh, low noise levels, that kind of thing. And so they gave me a top 10, and then I talked with a couple of the restaurants that were on that top 10 list, including... Nooshnosh, um, that's Anoush uh, of Anoush's Bistro. He mm-hmm. owns that fast casual place. And uh, Jay Graham's Cafe, so I talked to their general manager over there, and he actually told me that they've seen a 12% increase in breakfast revenue since last year. So it's definitely increasing. I also talked to a business owner, or not a business owner, a business professional, Louis Straub yeah. um, of Independence <laughs> Bank, which David so kindly gave me that Yeah, I was, I was like <laughs> proud that I could provide a good business breakfast person for you. Yeah, so. and he, he talked to <laughs> me about his like reasoning, <laughs> and it seems like uh, everyone is doing it not only for um, the reason of loving breakfast, but also for time, it's low cost, and it mm-hmm. kind of gets your day kick-started in a way where you don't have to go away from what you're doing right. to go to a meeting and then come back and just get all discombobulated. I was so. thinking the same thing. I mean, so so much more efficient to kind of start your day out with whoever you were going to meet with in the morning, and then you come back and you get your day started, and then you kind of roll through mm-hmm. it. And, it, and you, maybe you have time for more meetings or something like that. But, yeah, that's just so much more efficient than yeah. kind of breaking up your day with a lunch. I, I, I think it's hard to, to do lunch um, just the way my schedule rolls. I, I know a lot of people are the same. Uh, once the day gets rolling, things just keep happening. And at least when, you, when you're doing a breakfast meeting, uh, you know, it's early enough where things haven't happened yet. <laughs> and you don't have to move on to some, you know, to go put some fire out that you weren't aware of. Uh, so, um, so that's just, I think there's something to be said for morning meetings in general. And you guys kind of, you know, feel the same. You, you prefer uh, meeting with people in the morning or, or, or in the afternoon. Yeah, I try to do a lot of morning. I don't do a lot of breakfast meetings, but I do meet with people in the morning, a lot of developers and brokers, just because, like you said, the day's just starting. It's a good way to maybe get some intelligence or mm-hmm. kind of tip on a story to start the day. It, like you said, my, my schedule is pretty similar. Really hard to get away for lunch. Usually when someone says, can we do lunch? I'm like, no. <laughs> I just pretty much say no. We can do just, coffee. We can do unless breakfast. Unless I've got just like. a really light day, which is very unusual. Yeah. I just can't do the lunch. Yeah. And not only can we not do the lunch just because of our quick deadline and quick turnaround in the afternoon, uh, a lot of the professionals that I'm talking with also, once their day gets going, if they set a business lunch with me, 
at 10 o'clock I'll get an email with them from them saying hey I can't do this anymore a lot of stuff came up yeah. can we reschedule and I feel like there's a less likely possibility that you'll get rescheduled for breakfast because they don't have to take away yeah, they haven't been to the day. office yet yeah. to see what's on fire so, yeah <laughs> um yeah meetings are a big part of um just you know what we do here we're always talking to business owners and um you know if you guys ever listeners you guys um want to meet with us you know it seems like breakfast is the best time i do like the occasional cocktail meeting in the afternoon uh, maybe I'll try and mix that up and have a cocktail for breakfast. But, um, <laughs> Mimosas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a few good breakfast cocktails. Uh, any good suggestions on breakfast um, places for meetings? I just had a meeting at Conuevos, which uh, just uh, they expanded their dining room and, uh, you know, delicious place and seemed like there was plenty of room there. <laughs> so. Conuevos is delicious. Um, I'm trying to think of somewhere else. Uh, I, do, I just like a lot of coffee shops. Um, mm-hmm. My favorite coffee shop in town is is Bean in Germantown. Mm-hmm. So quiet, staff is so friendly, and um, I've had several meetings there, and it's fantastic. I like Adrian's over in New Albany, mm-hmm. uh, downtown New Albany. It's a bakery slash breakfast place. Yeah, it's pretty chill, nice decor, and a good place to meet um, in the morning. I think. Haley, you meet everyone in Nulu. I do meet everyone in Nulu. So the place that I frequent the most in Nulu is Please and Thank You, Mm -hmm. um, the one over at 800 East Market. And so I'm there at least a couple times a week. But one of the new breakfast places that opened in Nulu is Biscuit Belly, which everyone has been super excited about. I hadn't tried it yet. if you go, you have to be prepared to wait for about 30 minutes to actually get a table, um, especially if you're going on a more popular breakfast day, like a Sunday, which is when I went yeah. <laughs> this past yeah. Sunday. But the food is excellent. It's v- pretty different from things that you can get in other places. So if you're looking for some variety, Biscuit Billy is a good new option. Yeah, I'm gonna. I can't wait to try that one. That uh, I looked at the menu and it looked exciting and. and uh, uh, we you you went out there when uh, when that first opened. We got some photos and and if you wanna if you wanna see some what looks like indulgent food, then uh, check out our slideshow of biscuits. You will leave very full. <laughs> I can assure you. This is yeah. true. <laughs> um, let's see here. Switching gears. Another story. Haley wrote. Rage rooms, which made me put my palm to my face when I read it. Uh, what are rage rooms, Haley? So the concept of rage rooms is, have you ever been so mad that you just like wanted to put your fist through a wall? Which I've never been that mad that I can think of, but (laughs) but if you're not mad, people are using them for fun, for like an activity like axe throwing or escape rooms. Like this is the new version of that where people are going into a room and just breaking stuff with bats and hammers and sledgehammers and crowbars. So what, what kind of stuff do you break? Is it is it like... It's, uh, it's glass primarily. Um, a lot of people are using like windows, um, glasses, vases, very breakable items. Some, some places are incorporating electronics like printers or old computers. Mm-hmm. Um, not a lot of people are using TVs just because the displays sometimes have liquid and chemicals in them that they don't want to get smashed around in a room (laughs) so um a lot of electronics a lot of glass um kids toys if you get sick of your kids leaving their toys all over the house they'll let you go in and break a kid's toy (laughs) that's not your own kids (laughs) do you you don't bring the stuff they provide stuff for. well sometimes they act the two 
places that recently opened in Louisville, I actually talked to them, and they both have bring your own breakable options. So if there's like a photo of your ex that you have framed and you just want to smash it, um, you can bring that in like for just those kinds of things that have like a personal reason why you want to break them. Very quickly, throw out the name of the two places and where they're located. Uh, that's a good question. So the two that I wrote about are Smash Time and Smash Labs. Smash Time is on Preston Highway. I can't think of the exact address. And Smash Labs is over in the East End. So right. they're in two different locations. Um, they're both brand new. They just opened within a week of each other. Like It seems like they both had the idea to start one here in Louisville mm-hmm. like at the same time. They both said around March is when they started planning this. And then they both ended up opening within the same week. So yeah. some competition going on there. Yeah. Um, yeah, this sounds like one of those things that was maybe big in other cities and, and just got to Louisville. Um, sorry, it got here, but uh, but that's the thing. What what do you guys think? Of, do you think you would pay to smash stuff in a rage room? I was skeptical at first, okay, until I heard Haley just talking just now, and she said that you could break a printer. I'm going to tell you right now, listeners, you will all be lying if you said you have not wanted to take a bat to your office printer at some point in your career, right? I mean, come on. Printers can smell fear. I, <laughs> I haven't used a printer since 2006. No, I um, I wish I could say that. But uh, yeah, you know, printers do uh, do make me mad. How about, how about you, Marty? Do you think, uh, do you think you could? I think I would use it one time. I would wait and like, just let it all just build, build up. Yeah, build up. Just do like a whole smash. And then I would leave. <laughs> I'll show you a rage room. But I can see why people do it. It's very cathartic. I mean, I've got yeah. three kids, so and more than once I've wanted to smash my entire house. And the owners, <laughs> the owners, but you can't do that. <laughs> the owners that I talked with actually said there's not a lot of people coming in there like just full of rage and like right they're probably coming in like with their friends. They're yeah, they've seen a lot of couples come in. A couple of like. Uh, bachelorette parties that kind of thing moderately aggressive yeah just like moderately aggressive (laughs) and it only costs i think if you're just doing uh like 20 minutes i think their prices are around 25 dollars to go in there better be cheap because i can go break a dish in my driveway yeah (laughs) but you get protective safety gear and someone to clean up after you so those are the perks to it that is a perk i don't know this seems like the height of american excess to me Like we like have, we too have much to stuff. pay, yeah. We <laughs> have to like, you know, we're paying to break some old stuff. I don't know, just uh, th- not for me. Hey, whatever. If you're into it, um, let's see. Do you guys think this is like a, a flash in the pan, or is it gonna? Uh, do you think it'll catch on? Is it like uh, the escape rooms and uh, some, and know. axe throwing and that this sort of like thing? smells like froyo? Like you know how there was a froyo on every corner for a while, right? Right. Now we've moved the on cereal to, restaurant. Yeah, the cereal and restaurant. And I trampoline parks. Yeah. And I think the thing with escape rooms is that they're all different and they have different themes and concepts. So there's the option to make more of them. But if you're doing a smash room, like it literally has one. One object of what you're doing is just breaking things. Yeah. So there's not a lot of varied concepts that and you can do with throwing, that. It's a little more sporting because, you know, you're trying to hit the target and, you know, there's some accuracy involved. So, yeah. I think if you could move on to levels like in a video game on sma- the Smash Rooms, <laughs> right. that might catch If you on. put a timer on it, like, yeah. can you smash all this stuff in 30 seconds? Oh, yeah. Add multiple rooms where you have trash different things. When you are axe throwing, there's a competitive element. You're, you're kind of competing against your group, right. you know. So maybe I think as you progress, too, if the things are harder to break, like the stuff where you start is really yeah. easy, but at the end, you really have to put a lot of... And yeah, if you I don't mean, break it, you die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a black belt at the rage room. 
you know, up the ante just a little bit. Uh, yeah, I think the idea is crazy. I, I don't think I would pay for it. I feel bad about the resources that are being <laughs> wasted on it, but hey, whatever. Hey, they're recycling them. Like all the glass that they break, they'll take it to the recycling That's bin. But good to know. That makes me feel better. <laughs> a like, little better. <laughs> especially with like printers and stuff. Like, you know, that stuff needs to be recycled. Um, I like hope carefully. Yeah, <laughs> like carefully, you need to take that to an approved center and, uh, and dispose of it properly. Uh, hopefully they're doing that. I'm not accusing them of not doing that. I'm just well, not, not familiar with what they're doing. Um, uh, you know, it's a crazy business idea to me, uh, but a lot of crazy business ideas work. So I want to ask you guys, what's a crazy business model that you've, you know, thought about and um, seen and, and th- that actually works that, that, that you like? I'll, I'll give you an example. Mine is bottled water. Like I, <laughs> when that came around, uh, you know, I was kind of like, no way, no people aren't going to pay for bottled water, but they do. I mean, people love bottled water, and you know, there's advertisements for Fiji water. It's, it's like the, the best water in the world. I'm like, it's water. So <laughs> I know some water can be gross, but um, but you know, I think most of it's pretty good. So I- any other any other examples to share in that regard? I think like ultra specialty retail stores like. A store that just sells socks. <laughs> How are you still? <laughs> yeah. You can get socks all over the place. I know. How can you just sell socks? <laughs> and then so that's that's the ones I always it, scratch my head. That why especially are you the way mall? e-commerce is. These yeah. Days, so I even feel that way with mattress stores. Like, why are there so many mattress stores? Oh, there are so many. Like once every ten years, maybe <laughs> if you're lucky. So my crazy idea is going back to the escape room. Like, who in the world watched that Saw movie and was like, I'm going to lock people in a room and then make them solve puzzles to get out? Yeah. <laughs> like, to me, it seems slightly terrifying. I've been in one, only get slightly panicked. <laughs> I know it's just all I made up and you can get ones, out. Like yeah. the, the museum heist or whatever. Like the ones that have, like, you know, crazy situations. Like you're in jail. Yeah. Try to get out. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do those. those I only go me. to the ones that if you don't get out, you die. <laughs> <laughs> David's getting dark. I'm getting here. dark. I don't know why. It's <laughs> in the middle of summer. I'm acting like it's Halloween or whatever. But. Uh, all right. Any, any more on Rage Rooms? Any final thoughts? I mean, I think it might be worth a try, but... Oh, we could do an I Tried It. There we go. Yeah. yeah. I Tried It, for, for you guys who aren't familiar, is when we send the, one of our reporters to go uh, try um, try an attraction. We sent Marty on a roller coaster. We sent uh, former reporter uh, Bridget and, and Chris Larson, current reporter, uh, to do the zip lines mm-hmm. at the uh, the Mega Cavern. And we sent you somewhere, Haley. I went on a tuk-tuk ride. A tuk-tuk ride. Yeah, I remember at, that. At the Omni Hotel. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, flew the UPS flight simulator, which was a lot of fun. So. And I'm not a reporter, so I don't get to do <laughs> I know. Cool stuff. Sorry. You don't we could do, do like a business stuff. outing where we just go and break stuff. I know. The <laughs> best part about this job is just getting to do stuff like that and like, you know, get out and, um, you know, try all these different things. So I do, I do appreciate to have the opportunity to do that. So um that's all we have this week but before we go i want to try something a little different i always tell our listeners how they can get in touch with me but i thought it might be better if everyone could share a way that uh listeners can reach out to them so if you guys want to share your uh social media your favorite social media channel where people can contact you uh brooke why don't you get started 
Um, I just dusted off my uh, Twitter account, um, just blew the dust off of it. I hadn't really uh, turned on the notifications for the first time in like two years. So yeah, welcome back. <laughs> thank you. Uh, you can reach me at, uh, at BFLU Designer on Twitter, but I'm mostly um, active on Instagram. So if you want to find me at btimmons26, that's my personal account. Um, it's not affiliated with uh, business first at all, but um, I, I do a lot of baking and uh, cooking on there. So welcome to catch up with me on there. Are you 26? No, I'm just <laughs> um, I wish. <laughs> Haley, how about you? Uh, so you can also find me on Twitter at Haley, and that's H-A-L-E-Y. I had someone at Starbucks spell it with a Y in the middle, which frustrates me. <laughs> yeah, I see that sometimes. Yeah. There's so there, many different Haley's. So many different Haley's, and no one can spell my last name to save my life. I married into it. But if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's Haley Drew Cawthon, and that's C-A-W-T-H-O-N on Instagram. Yeah. And uh, how about you, Marty? Um, Primarily on Twitter, uh, that my handle's at Marty. I'm also on um, Facebook, but I'm not as interesting on there. And I just dusted off my Instagram from like four years ago, but I can't even remember the, nice my name. So. Welcome back. So I'll I have just to look got for on, you. I think, uh, Sunday night. You're making me look bad. If you're on Instagram, I got to go. Uh, well, if you want to see like four year old photos of me, then you know, <laughs> Yeah, I was if on there. You're lucky enough to figure out where I am because I can't remember my name. <laughs> yeah, if anyone finds his handle, please. <laughs> send just it tweet it to, it to him. Tweet it to Mark. <laughs> uh, people don't need to find you on Twitter because everyone has already found you because you've got the most followers, I think, on our staff, right? Maybe Shade has a few more. Okay. So, Wait, right. how many do you have? I have, have 3,000. Yeah, so she's a little bit ahead of me. Okay. Of the restaurant. Sorry, sorry. No, I'm, that's okay. I'm, it's not, it's I mean, not I everyone can have account. only 600 yeah. followers <laughs> like me. I know. Well, it's a niche group. I'm really trying to uh, just make sure I just, you know, keep it small. I don't want too many people following me. I'm just <laughs> it's your uh, small batch social media. <laughs> yeah, it's a small batch <laughs> social media. Handcrafted. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's very select. Um <laughs> You can find me on Twitter as well at bflewdavid. Uh, and, of course, as I, you know, I always share my email address, if you want uh, to make suggestions for uh, things that we can cover here on this show or uh, in the uh, pages of Business First, you can get in touch with me uh, via email at dman at bizjournals.com. So that's all we have time for. If you haven't yet, please subscribe to us on Apple, Spotify, Google, or other podcast services. Uh, Thank you, Brooke. Thank you, Haley. Thank you, Marty. And until next time, bye.